Hello, this is Aaron Warhol with the Rise and Thrive podcast. I just wanted to let you know that Mary and I have new shows coming your way soon. Uh, but first, we wanted to share one more throwback episode of the Life Gets Better Now podcast. That was our first season. Um, today's show is the Word of the Year show. We recorded this uh, back in 2016, and it's a great discussion of how to choose a one-word resolution that can empower you into the new year and how to pick your word and how to let it become kind of your muse that whispers over your shoulder. So there's some great tips in here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And Mary and I will be back soon, and we'll share our own words of the year for 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Take care. Little darling, it's been a long, long, lonely winter. Welcome to Life Gets Better Now with Mary Hayes Greco, the podcast where we navigate life's ups and downs with more joy and less pain. On today's show, a twist on the classic idea of New Year's resolutions. We're picking a word of the year. Just a word. Just, Just a, a word. nice little word. And we'll be able to remember it because, you know, those longer ones are hard to remember and uh, it's, it's going to be with us all year long. And at the end of this year, we're going to go, gosh, I see how that worked. I'm producer Aaron Warhol, and the other voice you hear is author and spiritual teacher, Mary Hayes Greco. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hey, Mary. So this idea of picking a word, I, I've been doing it for a few years, and I can't remember, honestly, if I learned it from you, but have you done this practice a lot? Well, if, if you've been doing it for three years, you could have learned it from <laughs> <I> me, <think so. laughs> because I teach it in at the beginning of the long program that you've been in. So. Yeah, that, that would, the math works. <laughs> that, yeah, I think the math works. I think you learned it from me. So good. Good job. Good job, us. <laughs> We're living it. Yeah, so I have been teaching um, the word of the year to my uh, deep students every year, because I am so um, struck by the power and efficacy of this really simple affirmation, which I learned from my teacher, and who is perennially with me and mm -hmm. inspiring me, Dr. Edith Stoffer, is kind of the muse on my shoulder, even though she's mm. not no longer in the earth. I, I think of her all the time in her teachings. And she taught me about this word of the year because her teacher taught her, really? Dr. Roberto Asagioli, the brilliant um, holistic psychologist, he came up with this idea that human beings are so responsive to language. Oh. We just vibe to words yeah. and language in such a serious way. And and we are also in the classroom of uh, character strengths, if, if you choose to believe that. I mean, you, mm -hmm. we, if you are a spiritual student, you know that your life is teaching you things all the yeah, time. Yeah, for and sure. it's very helpful when we actually frame it up and say, well... What's new lately? Well, seems to be I'm learning about patience, mm -hmm. or seems to be I'm learning about um, uh, speaking up for myself, that life is delivering us some lessons, and that we are actually in the business of sharing our strengths with others and cultivating new strengths, and then we can actually call right from the heart of the universe, right from the light of our soul, we can call in strengths and uh, positive um, gifts that we wish we had. 
So this is, it is different than the old, you know, trotting out the new New Year's resolution. I will exercise four days a week <laughs> and I will be out of debt by April and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's always a good thing to do. It's, it's unfortunate that, you know, it, for most people it lasts at the most about six weeks. I think it's more like two weeks that it, yeah. <laughs> it lasts because the easiest thing a person can do is to forget. That is the easiest thing that everyone does is we forget our, our highest intentions because life is so intense and we're, yeah. we're all such creatures of, of the moment and of our immediate needs and desires. So, so this is why the word is good because it's just a word and you can be with it, you can study it, you can open up to it, you can recognize it, you can admire it, you can see it in movies, you can um, let it inform how you look at things. Right. That's that's what I love about it. I mean, it, I love that this is about reflecting on your life and where you want to grow. Mm-hmm. So that's very positive. And I like the simplicity of a single word mm-hmm. and then sort of dancing with it all through the year. And it's and always surprising. the framework that it, <laughs> yeah. that it provides because there's it kind of uh, reminds you of Oh, wait a minute. Okay, wait. Uh, now, I'm not a victim anymore, so how do I look at this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I look at this like I'm learning how to stand up for myself, or I look at this like I am uh, developing um, new strength and boundaries and sense of self-worth. I'm, I've got, I'm in class. I'm learning stuff. So um, uh, I'd like to share about what I did last year. Cause, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, because yeah, uh, last year I really thought about it, and I thought, you know, I have been working on my my life journey very consciously since I was 22, and that was a while ago. And, you know, I've accomplished many things uh, mm-hmm. for myself, and there are certain things that are just, you know, long-term pieces of suffering for Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And don't you have your very <laughs> oh, own yeah. long-term piece Definitely. of Aaron suffering? I know. <laughs> I think, it, I don't know, I think it's probably part of why we're here is like, yeah. you know, our karma or whatever it is, but there's like just issues that are with us for decades, and it's because it's part of our, our deal to learn it. And um, so my issue, I realized last year, was like, wow, you know, the particular flavor of unhappiness that I do when I'm unhappy could be named as disappointment. Mm. You know, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in my husband. I'm disappointed in uh, certain things about my background. I'm disappointed in my career. I, I don't know. But yeah. that is the flavor of my unhappiness when I'm unhappy. It's like, oh, I'm disappointed. So I I was doing some real healing and growing in uh, my my adult children of dysfunction 12-step group. And I thought, you know, I... I am really ready to be happier, and I think it has to do with no longer seeing my life and myself in terms of disappointment. That's, wow. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, it was big. It was big. So I thought, how do I, how do, I do with that? Boy, I've done a lot of forgiveness work and whatever, but what is, I know, what's the opposite of disappointment? Let's just uh. think about that. If that's, what's the medicine for, yeah, for the problem like of that. disappointment? What's my medicine? And the word came to me. Fulfillment. Fulfillment. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah. Fulfillment is like you're just, you're filled up with your experience. Yeah. You're, you're happy. You've realized your dreams. You're not lacking anything. It's it's just a really good word. And so I, I thought, wow, that, now that's a 
that's a different word. It's like if you never wore yellow and then yeah. you tried on wearing yellow. And look at that. I can wear yellow. <laughs> Let me try wearing fulfillment. Let me try that one. <laughs> How does so, it fit, Mary? <laughs> you know, pretty soon on, it was it was fitting pretty well. Oh, I had to great. find the right shade. Yeah. No, but actually, actually pretty soon on, I had like a stellar uh, um, fulfilling thing happen. Mm. And, you know... Picking the word of the year doesn't mean you're going to suddenly be able to write the script and have right. things happen the way you wish. Yeah. But actually, for me, it did last year. Really? Like something very fulfilling happened about three days after I picked my my new word of the year, and something that had been very disappointing suddenly turned around. Oh, neat! And and changed the situation. Changed. So you were off to a good start. I was off to a good start because I wasn't really expecting the actual circumstances to change. I was expecting to have a better attitude about my actual circumstances <laughs> and to be able to look at my my scenarios and go, okay, well, but I can see what's good about that. Yeah. I experienced what's good about that. So, And that's generally what happened the rest of the year. The rest of the year was, as I thought, was at any given moment, I could look at a situation and it's a classic half empty, half full. That's what I was thinking. Right? Yeah, glass, glass half full. <laughs> fulfillment. Yeah, it's like, am I going to look at what's missing? Am I going to look at what's here? Am I going to yeah. look at, um, you know, what I thought or, or what is? I don't know. So it was kind of, I mean, it's you, you pick a word because you're going to work with it. You don't know exactly what you're in for, but it's it's going to train you some new habits, Exactly, right? training yourself. I did remember saying a few times to myself, as this little familiar pall of disappointment would want to come over, yeah. um, maybe say something didn't go the way I wanted to at work. Yeah. And I'd say, no, 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 Mary, remember? Remember, you're not doing disappointment anymore. Yeah. This is what is happening. And actually, if you pause for a minute, you'll probably find something kind of fulfilling about how this is happening. So it's kind of like um, one of my favorite quotes from a very old uh, tale from Ireland is when uh, Finn McCool, the hero, was uh, sitting around the campfire with all of his mighty companions, and they were having a great argument about what's the best kind of music in the world. Mm. Is it harp music? Is it drum? Is it is it flute? And is it you know choral? Is it? They're having this big fight, and they asked their leader, "Well, Finn, what is the the most amazing music in the world?" And he said, "It's the music of what happens." Oh, I love that. The music of what happens is the best music in the whole world. Excellent. Right. So something like that. I was reminding myself, of, oh, no, this is the music of what's happening. So and it, it's the best. It kind of gave you a way in. It gave you it gave you a focal point to, to go back to for each situation. And I, right. And say, disappointing? Oh, no, no, no. It's not what you thought, but it's the music of what's happening. So, so. when you were learning about this from Edith, what... What was her orientation around it? Because she had learned it from her teacher. Right. Yes. Well, it was it was really uh, fabulous for me to learn about this from Edith. Because when I met her, it was clear to me, and she was seventy six years old when when we met, and we hung out together uh, for about sixteen years. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see her a lot, and I, I got to see her day to night. I got to see her at home with her family, with her husband, with her students, um, with me. I mean, just in all sorts of circumstances. And I was struck by what a patient person she is. Oh. She was so patient. She was. She seemed endlessly, vastly 
patient to, with, with the most impossible characters. She had a few characters around her that I just thought, what? Why? Why is this person here? They have no reason to live because, oh. you know, I wasn't very patient, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but she was just vastly patient with everybody. And uh, I was stunned to learn that she, she had actually only learned this trait. Really? In in recent years, like in the previous decade, that in fact, for most of her life, she had been a really impatient person like me, oh. who had been saying, "What is this person doing here? They have no reason to live." <laughs> she she was a person actually, and, and curiously, we have the same birthday. Right. You know? So we were like these really like steely strong Scorpios that were saying, why isn't everybody strong? What is the matter with these people? Why isn't everybody determined? Why isn't everybody et cetera, et cetera, that that I am and that people should be? Well, it turns out she had been impatient most of her life, but after she spent some time with her dear teacher, Dr. Sagioli over in Italy for three years running, she studied with him. He had each of his deep students pick a word of the year. They would pick one word to be with as a character trait for the entire year. And that would be their their solo affirmation of growth. And so they would open up to it. They would see it. They would learn it. They would admire it. They would study it. They would think about it. They would act as if they had it. And at the end of the year, chances were good they actually had some of that trait developing in them. And Edith said that after the first year, she discovered she was much more patient than she okay, had been. So but she still wasn't <laughs> entirely patient. Okay. So she thought, you know, I think I'll do this another year. Oh. So she was probably She's 72. She was a good student. She was a <laughs> diligent student. She's probably 72. And she, she took it for another year. And she said, you know, I was much more patient, but there was still a few things that could just get me, that could just make me impatient and bitter and frustrated immediately. And so she did it for one more year. She took patience for three years running. Wow. Right? And she mastered it, (sighs) obviously, because I, when I met her then at age 76, uh, when she was 76, I was so struck by her patience. And how inspiring to know that this is actually a quality that she chose, studied, learned, and mastered. She cultivated it. She cultivated it. And we can do that. And embodied it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because I know that the first year that I picked a word, um, and that was right before I started your long program, I'd been to your workshop, and somehow I got on this idea. But the word that I picked was flow. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And immediately, I did not have the kind of experience that you're talking about. <laughs> I immediately got the opposite of flow. I got the opposite of hit flow. you in the I face. I got yeah. frozen shoulder syndrome. Oh, that's right. Do you remember that? Mary? Yes. <laughs> you affirmed flow, and your shoulder froze up. Oh, it did. It was really painful, and it was also very mysterious because it just sort of came out of nowhere. But I like I couldn't lift my arm very high, and I ended up having to go. You know, I went. And and went to a doctor about it, and they're like, well, more common in women. Well, we don't really know. And then he told me, he goes, you know, it'll take about a year to heal. Oh, my goodness. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Not with me. I, I will heal it much faster than that. It took about and- a year. It really did. <laughs> wow. But so that was what do you also, make of that? Well, it's sort of like what you, I think 
the well, this is the thing. If if you want to become more patient, and you ask God for patience, what shows up? Right. Like the Chinese proverb, right. never pray for patience, because <laughs> your life is going to become yeah, so exasperating for a while. And so I think that was part of it. That was also the year that I fell down and broke my ankle. Mm-hmm. So it, I thought, okay, this is teaching me about flow in a way that was unexpected from what it is. I thought. Well, was it true that the fact that you felt stiff and limited for so long actually helped you have a deeper appreciation yes, of flow? For sure. And, for sure and desire for it and, yeah. and attempting to live it however you could. And and I think the limitation also was like, well, what does it really mean? Like, why do I really? What what does flow look like, and how does it how does it show up in my life if I've got limitations? Because mm. life is full of limitations all the time. Right. So, did you find kind of an interior flow? Yeah, developing? I did. I mean, it was a great it was a great word and a great. But it, I think about that when I'm at the point of a new year where I'm picking a new year, and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to bring on myself? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, I mean, so for our listeners who might think this is a great practice and want to pick a word, how what tips do you have about picking a word or going about choosing a word? Or does the word choose you? I would think both things happen. Um, I think we get feedback from our life and our community around us, around um, character traits that yeah. people would prefer that we had. We get feedback from our village sometimes about that, you know, that we're too short tempered or we're too flaky in this department or uh, they're frustrated with our uh, being late all the time. Or, you know, you could pick the word promptness for for a year, you know, and work on work on that. Sometimes I think I should do that one (laughs) because I'm always 10 minutes late. But but I haven't got enough feedback from my community Uh that I really need to do that. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I I know what you mean about hesitating to pick a word and then think, yeah, but then I'm going to go through some kind of, you know, awkward, painful, detoxifying process where the opposite thing is happening all the time. And, and that does happen sometimes. If I'm sure some of our listeners have had the experience of using an intention or an affirmation for a week or two and then finding that all hell breaks loose and, yeah. and you feel worse than ever. In, in this thing you're dealing with. And that's actually kind of a detoxification that, that does happen. But I don't know. Edith was also a great one for affirming that our growth process can be with grace and ease, mm-hmm. that our growth process doesn't have to be intense and harsh and uh, harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, we could always sort of build something in with it. Yeah. You know? I remember Edith telling a story about this because she was she was a great one for this whole aspect of living the life of the will. You know, like how do right. we how do we will for things and yeah. what what do we have power to create and what don't we have power to create? And this is just such a great great question. And so she was uh, always thinking about this. And she told a story of a lady that she worked with once. And this lady had a very powerful will. She's a very, you know. Mm, passionate, intense, stubborn, determined person, and she just made things happen. She yeah. made things happen with her personality's will. And uh, so she decided, when she learned about the, um, the affirmations, the will statements that Edith was teaching, she made this intense will statement. <laughs> she was going to lose 40 pounds by March 15th. I mean, she had some kind of like 
oh, this is going to happen. And it was, was a little bit unrealistic. You uh-huh. know, it was it was kind of like you know a person forcing their will on the body. Yeah. So she made this intense. I'm I will lose forty pounds by March fifteenth. Boom. The next day she broke her leg. Oh no. She broke her leg like from top to bottom, and she had this huge cast on her leg, like you know thigh to ankle, which she had to haul around uh, for. Months. Well, you know what? She lost forty pounds. Oh my god! She actually lost forty pounds. You know, in not counting the cast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure about how the how the cast figured in with that, but but the point is, she uh, she had really intensely called for this, like you know, taking no prisoners, and 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 created doing it in that kind of harsh. Yeah, I will do this way. And she came back to Edith and said, why didn't you tell me to do this comfortably? Why didn't you tell me to say comfortably? And so Edith uh, kind of worked into her idea of the will that if we're really calling for something important to us, that we could actually also call for the ease, the grace, the comfort to say something like, I will comfortably complete my project um, by its due date. I will easily discover how to solve this problem. I will gracefully uh, organize my closet with the I help. I love that. Yes. That I, is so great. And I do that with joy. Mm-hmm. Like if when I remember to do it, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to joyfully do this instead right. of just like... <laughs> it's kind of like the salt and pepper and garlic powder in a soup. You know, yeah. it's like it's really important to put the right seasoning in or how we're approaching our, our life goals, because yeah. the goals in themselves are meaningless. Yeah. Relatively, the goals in themselves are just like, you know, our game board. And what's really important is the spirit with which we're living. That's that's a great story. I love hearing that. And I think that's a great thing to keep in mind as we pick our words for this year. Mm-hmm. But first, I'm going to say a few more things about you, Mary. You are a spiritual teacher. You're also an author. You've You've written two wonderful books, The New Kitchen Mystic, A Companion for Spiritual Explorers, and then your other book, Unconditional Forgiveness, A Simple and Proven Method to Forgive Everyone and Everything. People who attend your workshops and your self-mastery program, that's that's like that gets really worn out by the end of that time because it's, it's very, very good. <laughs> I love good. it when the books are raggedy at the end exactly. of the program. Exactly. Well, and my problem is I keep giving them away and then I get new ones and I keep giving them away. But Mary's also the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training. And so your work has really taken you, I mean, you do a lot of work here in Minneapolis, but it's taken you all around the world and you've helped all sorts of people figure out how to navigate their lives and find forgiveness and be happier, joyful people. Yes, because life is difficult for most people. It is. And <laughs> it's good to uh, learn the principles and practices that really uh, make it more, more graceful and more fulfilled. So let's acknowledge our sponsors. This podcast, the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco, is brought to you by Unconditional Love. Unconditional Love is there for you. It is in abundant supply, and it wants you to thrive. Mm-hmm. And the new definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is releasing an expectation that's causing you to suffer. Tell somebody. Great. 
Okay. Well, and I think before we get into our words of the year, I want to mention one other thing because coming up in this new year of podcasts, we are going to have some additional voices on the podcast. We are asking you, our listener, to send us a note if you would like to join us on a podcast and talk with Mary and me. Mary will help you unravel your problem, or if you've got some wisdom that you would love to share with us, we would love to hear it. And I'm really excited about that. And so we're going to find people who want to contribute and be on the phone with us while we're doing the podcast. You can send us a note with your contact information, send it to forgiveness training at gmail.com. That's forgiveness training at gmail.com. And we'll figure out when we can get you on. Indeed. So if there's any of our podcasts that have caused you to, to noodle longer at the end of the show, yeah. say, well, yeah, but what about in this circumstance here? Or well, I get that, but I don't quite agree with this. And we, we want to hear what you're thinking about, the kind of things you're putting out. Sounds good. Okay, so word of the year. You got one? This year. I do. And, you know, so I said that the first time I did it, my word was flow. Mm-hmm. Last year, my word was trust. Mm. And how did that go for you? It went really well. It was extremely helpful. It it taught me so much. I mean, it sounds so simple, I think, but I, I was surprised at how many times... I was ready to not trust. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's my word. And so, yeah, you know, I, I could that. pull that out and go, okay, how is this moment going to be experienced if I just trust in this mm. moment right now? Mm-hmm. And it was very, very helpful. We had a family member who was going through some some serious health uh, problems, and that was a really helpful word to kind of get through mm-hmm. a happy resolution. You to had that. a house flood. That's right, we did. We did. We had a <laughs> but we're all through that, and of course now I can't even remember. We had that the it end happened. of your broken foot. I think. Oh yeah. yeah, that was was that last year. Yeah. So here's how I've experienced picking a word in previous years, and it happened again this year. Before the first of the year, it occurs to me that I want to pick a word, and then it just—it's like it taps me on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and I go, "Really? Excuse Is that me, my may word? I be your word, please." So this year, a little bit in late December, it showed up again, and the word is a little surprising, but I think it's a good word for me this year, and the word is surrender. Mm. And I... Powerful word. It is. And for many people, a loaded word. Yes. Did you have to make friends with it? I've been working on making friends with it. I'm not as afraid of it as I used to be, maybe, but... I was like, is I kind of was like, really? That's my word? Really? And so I kind of held it for a little while. And yeah, it's kind of related word. to flow. It's kind of it related is. to trust. It it's like they're cousins. Your, your right. three words are like, you know, first cousins <laughs> to each other. <laughs> they are. You are like making your way around the facets of a, of a particular gem here. With, I think with that's these it. three words. Yeah. Well, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that. That I am sometimes a control freak disguised as a laid back woman. <laughs> I think what I say is I'm a control freak cleverly disguised as oh, a laid yes. back woman. Oh, yes. And so the surrender word, what we're talking about is not just some things. It's like, well, where are you where have you previously been unwilling to let go? Where have and, you really held on? Yeah. So this year, the surrender, I'm serious, I'm very serious about my life, my 
career, my mm -hmm. family, my relationships. And so I'm taking it seriously. You are the best of surrender. earnestness incarnate, I want to say. <laughs> you are one of the most earnest, dedicated students I've ever met. And you are now seriously, earnestly taking on surrender. Yes. I wow, know. this is going to be fun to watch, to watch this year unfold. <laughs> well, and that's just, I have a little bit like, oh, what am I getting myself into? But um, it's lovely. It's lovely. And I want to just share uh, with our listeners, because I think I've shared with you in class, the wonderful um, twist on the word uh, surrender coming from the Sanskrit, the sacred language in the, um, in the East. Their word for surrender is sharana, Sharana, which, which um, translates as to take refuge within mm. the higher self, to take yes. refuge within God, to take refuge within your soul. It's so different than you know Western notion of surrender. Yeah, throw up the throw white up flag. the weapons, and, and you lost <laughs> lost the battle against the higher self's will. Yeah. No, no, take refuge within. Curl up inside it. Go into the the comfy chair of, of surrendering to the love that's there for you. Well, and I, that's a beautiful expression, Mary. Thank you. That will help me. And I think part of why this word is coming to me now, and this is going to be my word of the year, is I want to do that first mm -hmm. rather than after I've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. After you've shut your gun three times and then no, <laughs> nothing came out of it. Yeah, click, click, so click. it's sort of like, it's it's like, okay, how about start with, with, start surrendering with surrender into the joy and love that's right there mm. and trusting that. So, mm. yeah. Nice. Oh. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. And uh, so... I like it. Kind of goes along with the notion that we're responsible for the effort mm -hmm. in life, but not the outcome. Oh yeah, you know. And sometimes we have to surrender to our next task. Yeah, you know, the next thing that is calling us. And sometimes, like you said before on the show, is it's it's wiping up after the dog or the cat yeah. or, or dealing with a <laughs> snarly teenager or something. Yeah. That's the next thing. Sometimes you have to surrender to the next thing. Sometimes. Yeah. You have to surrender to picking up the phone and making an awkward phone call or, right. a, or a brand new phone call, like something that's kind of not well, familiar. I can tell that this word is, an, it's a big deal for me to have this word because of how I'm feeling just even talking about it. Like, I think I'm blushing. Are you sweating a little bit? And I'm sweating. And so... Getting a nice glow. Yeah. You're getting in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little like I'm exposing myself mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. So, but not in a bad way, but I... It, it just feels like, okay, there's an edge here for me. Mm. That's what mm -hmm. I feel like. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. <sighs> All right. Uh. You, Mary, what word? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, want, I just want to add a word to your surrender oh, thought, and that is um, something like, you know, safe. safe. Safe to do so. It's safe to I happily surrender. surrender. It's safe oh. to do so. That's great. Yeah. I happily surrender. It's safe to do so. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I had a word tapping me Did on you? the shoulder for about a month. <laughs> and I was getting that word because of feedback from um, one of my great spiritual teachers, my husband, Fred. We, we do <laughs> profound spiritual growing on the couch together. <laughs> He's on his corner of the couch, and I'm on my corner of the love seat. And we have our cup of tea, and we have these conversations. And very often, uh, I find myself going, oh, Oh, he's holding up a mirror to something to me again. Yeah. And this last month, it was the word, the idea of acceptance. 
Oh. You know? And he kept talking about acceptance. You know, well, you know, that's just kind of a matter of acceptance, isn't it, Mary? Well, you know, but if you accept this, he kept bringing this word acceptance up. And I noticed that every time I heard the word acceptance, I felt irritated. I oh. felt like there was a stone in my shoe. I felt like, bleh, you know, and because uh, I, I much rather like to, you know, think I'm the author of things and I can change yeah. things that I don't like and ah. so uh, and it's we've been we've been talking and thinking about the serenity prayer from time to time uh, and it's the key you know accept yeah. the things I cannot change change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference so anyway the word was sort of tapping me and but then I didn't like it so well because it felt like a downer it felt like <laughs> Yeah, acceptance because, you know, it's hard. Acceptance because, you know, you don't get what you want. Or acceptance because blah, blah. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I've just spent a year with my last word, fulfillment, yeah. which went famously. And I'm feeling <laughs> so much more happy and, and fulfilled and aware of, of my good fortune. Yeah. I thought, well, what about if, if acceptance was paired with my perception of good fortune? Oh. Like f- fortunate. Because, you know, coming out of this disappointing Yeah, so this, this is kind of a cousin word. I have a cousin too. thing going yeah. on, too. Yeah, so last year I created being with fulfillment out of my chronic sense of disappointment. So this year I thought, you know, actually, at any given day in my life, I could look around and, and see great fortune yes. in my life. I'm, you know, I'm, I have a roof over my head for starters. I have hot water coming out of my taps. <laughs> there yeah. are people in refugee camps right now that don't have a sweater. Right. You know, I mean, just, oh, my God, I'm so fortunate. Yeah. And so, so I thought, well, what if I couple acceptance and fortunate together? And then that includes actually accepting the good fortune that I do have, as oh. well as accepting the things that I don't prefer. Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's more balanced and it's all of a So you're a accepting fortune. I'm accepting whatever I need to accept. I'm accepting uh, the weather. Uh, we're getting into our really, really cold times um, typically uh, coming up. Um, I'm accepting the weather. I'm accepting, uh, oh, this thing worked and this thing didn't work in my business. I'm accepting uh, whatever, you know. That's just what's what's in my life. But might, might I warm it up, shine it up a little bit by if by focusing on that I'm actually fortunate and accepting the fortune that's here. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And Fred helped you with that. He did. Yeah, and yeah, we do that. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. What are some <laughs> tips or some suggestions for all of us to you know work with this? our words all year to bring it alive well i think we need to see them and say them and hear them and think about them and so what i did uh, a couple days ago is i got out my favorite font my um laptop and i wrote the word acceptance in you know three inches high and Mm -hmm. fortunate next to it and i actually have one more i have oh you have have a triptych i have a triptych (laughs) the way edith taught us about um affirmations and will stuff is that you could use up to three Uh things if they were sort of related okay then the mind could can do that and if you go you know if you just keep piling it on you just take away the meaning of it right so mine are acceptance fortunate and relaxed in God's plan. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels I do really too. Good. So I have those three um, um, uh, bits of writing 
taped to my wall where I see, where I see them when I sit and work. And I just, I just, you know, sit up and stare into space and think about something, and there's those two words just hanging there. So, so Asagioli had his students take that word and post it and think about it and research it and, yeah. and define it and recognize it and uh, find role models for it, find anti-role models for it, mm. wear it, practice it recognize it in characters in movies and and books and just you know and notice especially when you're in little situations that feel a little heightened you know when you're in a yeah. some scenario that feels like it's heightened it's like it's got god's yellow highlighter on it yeah very often your lesson is just like it's just there right it's just there there in there informing that scene oh, and then you realize so cool. yeah and then you realize Oh, I get that whole thing was about acceptance. Oh, oh, that whole thing was about fortune. Or you know, you get you just you you see it. It's yeah. really like your soul starts shining this. this well, magnifying and that's glass so interesting it. because right away, like my little desk calendar had a little saying about surrender. Uh, like, and I was like, there it is. I think I'm going to get a notebook. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to have a special notebook, like a for, little study. Yeah, and just keep study. track of all this. I think that would be fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah, good. Well, I this has been great. And please, anyone who's listening who selects a word, please let us know what your word is and why you picked it. Thanks so much for joining us today on this little journey we're on. And I want to say thank you to our sound engineer, Daniel Zamsow. You've been listening to the Life Gets Better Now podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. I'm producer Aaron Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. See you next time. <laughs>